welcome back to Death and Betrayal podcast. Uh, it, myself, Craig, and I've got a special co-host with me because Alex is currently moving. I've got Armin. Armin, say hello. Hey, hey, Craig. Hey, hey, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the episode. Um, we've talked about you a lot on the episode. Um, or a lot of the episodes, I should say. Sorry, and we're just really glad to have you on. Like I said, Alex is currently moving across the country. So we were looking for a co-host, and I thought you'd be the best person for the job. So, yeah, so we have Armin on. Thank you so much. Of course. So, Armin, you are you're you're one of the best players I've ever had the pleasure of playing against. Um, you have kicked my ass repeatedly, but made me a better player every time I've lost against you because you've shown me the flaws within my own army designs um you've 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 also helped me and guided me after the battles on many occasions you know showing talked to me about what tactics i could have used how i could have done things differently which has made me a better player um and that makes you one of the most arguably in my opinion one of the best players i've played against in north america and i've again we've been to lvo several times together um yeah i just want it's great to have you on so uh we got a few things we're going to be going over uh, we got a listener list. We got a gentleman by the name of Mike. He has a listener list. He actually is with another podcast called Sir That's Heresy. Uh, they're down in Nashville. And he brought us a word bearers list. A drop and... on assault list. Yeah. yeah. I was, uh, going through it earlier. Yes. Yes. I'm just going to pull it up here. I've got... There it is. Now, I saw this. It's a 3,000 point list. Uh, he is using uh, the Mournival event rules. I don't see any Mournival event um, units in here. In his list, did you see any by chance? You know what? I didn't. But that said, though, um, I, I don't actually know a lot about the Mournival. Um, I've read through their rules. Yeah. But I'm not 100% familiar with them. So even if I saw something or maybe the points changes or things mm. like that, I probably wouldn't even catch it. No, um, yeah, same here. I mean, it's 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 a it's something I'm not 100 familiar with either. I I've focused mostly focused on the units that affect me and my my legions. So, I mean, looking at the word bears, I can't talk, say off the top of my head. But I mean, looking at this list, I thought it was. Uh, I mean, I would be afraid to face this list. It's a really I, I actually I, I love this list. Um, mm -hmm. He doesn't include Logar, from what I can tell. No, no Logar. Um, and no which, Erebus either. That's right. That's right. Which, in my opinion, is a shame. Not because I don't like his list, but because I love Primarchs. Mm -hmm. um, if you know mm -hmm. me, like, there's very rarely a time where I don't, don't run have a Primarch. A... Yeah. Not necessarily because I think they're useful all the time, just because mm -hmm. it's fluff, right? Like, yeah. I, I love the idea of playing with a Primarch. One of the only reasons I actually got into Heresy um, <laughs> with my buddy Theo mm -hmm. and uh, it was because he wanted to run Fulgrim and I wanted to run whatever Primarch Horus actually at the time it was. Yeah. So um, that that's really the only reason why I got into heresies. Cause I was like, man, I've read stories about these guys. I want to mm -hmm. play them. Well, right? that's so, funny. Funny thing you say that that was part of the biggest reasons why I got into it. Cause I remember back in the day, I think it was probably third, fourth edition games workshop was always about, you know, we're, we're never going to have the Primarchs in the game, never going to have the Primarchs. And then when heresy dropped and you got right off the bat, you got Horus, Fulgrim, um Angron, Angron and and uh Logar? Lo not Logar. Um 
Death Guard, Death Guard. Uh, Death Guard, Mortarian. Mortarian. I, I have the I mean, model. You have I, the army. I, I have the army. I couldn't <laughs> even remember his name. But yeah, like that was one of the that was the selling factor for me was you get to play the Primarch. You get to actually have the Primarch on the table. Right. You know, and yeah, that was I remember. I remember our first league uh, that we did in, mm. with a small community, and I don't think you were part of it actually. It was no, no, not yet. I don't think started so. the league, and uh, Sean ran it from what I remember. And not that these names mean anything to you guys, yeah. but um, we did like an escalation style where everybody mm. started with I think it was 500 points, and, mm. and you know you kind of slowly raised it, and everybody was so excited when you mm. hit that. I think the rule was 2,000 points. Okay. You can run a Primark under two mm -hmm. two thousand points, and then once two thousand point hit, everybody had a Primark on the table. <laughs> and it was it was a lot of fun because yeah, you know that's that's what we were waiting for. So yeah, yeah. no, and uh, yeah. So his list, he, he, I'm just gonna quickly run down through it for you guys. So he's using a drop pod list. Mm -hmm. Um, he's running a chaplain, a champion, a legion champion. And a Praetor. Now he's that's clicking off all three of his Primarchs. He's specifically clicking off having a Warlord and having a Chaplain because you need to have at least two HQs for the War Bearers. Am I correct? Yes, yes. You need your your second one has to be like a Chaplain or yeah. something else. I don't. I'm actually looking at it right now. Uh, either a Centurion or a Chaplain. Yeah, it has to be a yeah. Chaplain or a Centurion. No. Yeah. Yeah, but he has three, so. Yeah, he has three, so he's covering all the bases. I also found it very interesting that he's using box knots. Um, right, yeah, yeah. So he's got a couple of the dreadnoughts. I, you yeah. know why I think he's doing it? Is because he wants to um, get the drop odds, the cheap ones, right? Yes, the he's cheap putting ones. them in 35-point drop odds. Yeah, yeah, they're dirt cheap, which, right? That's right, yeah. yeah and, which is a lot cheaper and, than 100 points. Oh, yeah, 100, oh, for sure. And he's running them with plasma cannons, so they're obviously going to be... Uh, yeah, both of them have plasma cannons. And a melt and a melting gun, which is making it pretty versatile for both, you know, heavy fighting against heavy troops and against tanks, light tanks up to heavy tanks, um, as long as they don't have armored ceramite, kind of nerfs them. Um, and then the kicker is his troop choices. And I mean, this is where I believe he also has some apothecaries. Did he have apothecaries? That's right. Yeah. He has two apothecaries, yeah. which probably go in his two big. 215 man. Squads. Yeah. He's got yeah. those 215 man tactical squads, which are. Apothecaries in large squads like that, I mean, they're hard to kill. Tough, yeah. Yes. yeah. And I'm assuming his characters are going to go in there as well because he's got uh, a couple of Charybdis assault claws down at the bottom. Yes, yes. And then he's got three five-man Galvorback squads, and that's where things get scary. Yeah, and they're in drop pods. And they're in drop pods, yeah. so they're going to be and, in uh, your face right away. The the one the one power fist. Uh, Dark Martyr has hmm. a power fist. So that would, would so make him strength 10, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's that's scary. Like he he he's instant giving uh, uh custodes at that point. Yeah, I mean I definitely wouldn't charge a unit, a big unit of custodes, but uh yeah, with no the, with the with the draw pods and you know the ability to Bring on. So now the only thing is he also has. So just to kind of quickly, he has a couple of javelins, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, attack speeders, um, two of them. He has a death storm draw pod, yes, as well, and the two apothecaries. So uh, the only thing I, I count here eight draw pods. Am I wrong? Let me just let me see. Let me see. So we got the two Charybdis, the three for the Galvorbacks. So that's five. 
and then six, two seven, the two dreadnoughts, and then the death storm. So yeah, that's eight. Yeah, yeah. So and and I mean, usually you always try to go with an odd number because you can always bring in half rounding up. Yeah, yeah. Right? So um, I don't quite know. I, I think the only thing that stands out in this unit for me is the death storm. Yeah. Um, I don't a hundred percent know how it fits. Like I know how you would use it. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, smart smart players can can do a lot with it. Like you can block yes. movement, you can block line of sight with it. And um, it does put out a fair bit of uh, firepower as well. It's not as good as it used to be. It used to put out a lot. Uh, they've definitely toned it back a little bit. Um, but yeah, you're, you're right. That's the one thing that really stands out to me as well. Just a little uh, bit. I mean. I mean, let's say you didn't want it. What would you do with the 115 points? Well, right? I know exactly that's, what that's I would the do. question. What would you do? Oh, I would uh, add another javelin and drop the heavy bolters for Meltas and pull an Armin and throw uh, 100 killers on there as well. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. I mean, it makes him a little more expensive, but a little more dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, and then he can still bring in four, four drop pods yep. down right, right away. Yep. Yeah, that, that would work. That, sure. that, I mean, when I saw the javelins, as soon as I saw the javelins, I was like, okay, I know how I run javelins. Um, they're very similar to how you run javelins. I just don't take the hunter killers. Uh, I've, I've always found them. I think of them as a waste of points. I know you swear by them, and they've probably come in clutch for you a few times. The big thing is um, you have to like you have to outflank them. I mean, you can deep strike them. Don't yeah. get me wrong. And, and I think maybe in orbital assault, you might have to. Mm -hmm. um, I have to actually look at that right it to, to be sure uh um, yeah i believe you can or, or, or maybe them. or maybe you just like i know you can deep strike them but can you actually or you just have to start in reserve if you're not deep striking that might be the rule um but mm. that said though um they're like as long as you come in and don't move more than six inches you can fire everything right yeah so i find that those two extra missiles um sometimes do make a difference especially because if you are outflanking mm -hmm. you can uh, hit like a side, side. or a rear vehicle yeah and, yeah and do quite a bit of damage and i mean with strafing run you're hitting on twos anyways mm -hmm. so um and i do like multi-meltas you're right um i i know players don't pay the extra 10 points for the mm -hmm. multi-melta like the heavy bolters um i definitely find that for those few like 30 points if you have three units um i just find that multi-melta is so good because unless you have armored ceramite mm -hmm. it can like crack anything and quite easily too yeah. Right. If it's without flank or even deep strike, right? Because you can usually get close enough to something. Mm -hmm. I really like the multi melter. So you're right. You're right. If if you were to change something now, again, we don't actually know what he was going for in here, hundred yeah. percent. So who knows? Uh, that storm definitely has a purpose. And, yes, uh, it does. Who, who knows? Maybe he doesn't have the extra javelin, right? And he's that, going for what he has, right? So. You're completely 100% right. I mean, the, it, it, the death storm for me was the one thing that when I was going through the list, I like like you said. I see it as I know where it could be useful. I know how it can be useful. I'm just not entirely sure how it, his plan was for this army. I mean, for me, I want a minimum of two death storms, but I don't think he can fit two because he's got the two Charybdis. That could be part of it as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he definitely has the heavy support choices taken, right? Yeah. I mean, he's got, he's at two, this is a 3,000 point list. And the one other thing that, to save points, I would probably drop the Praetor and the Chaplain and just get Erebus because he covers both those 
he covers both those needs to have a chaplain and to have a warlord. Um, that's my opinion. I mean, he could be going for maybe he doesn't want to have uh, any special characters, or it could be mm -hmm. um, the way their meta is down in Nashville. There, um, I'm not 100 percent sure, but like that would be for me because you chaplain is 122 points and the praetor is 227. And I'm not sure off the top of my head how much Erebus is, but I can find out. One eighty-five, I think. That's just a, it's a guess, but I think he's somewhere right there. That said, though, his Praetor is a beast. Like I'm looking it at is the, a beast. Yeah, the, like upgrades that he given it, and he's a he's a sick beast. Like he'll put up, he'll basically go up against anything minus you know a Primarch, uh, a Primarch basically. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. And do a really good job. Oh yeah, he he'll hold his he'll hold his own against a lot of a lot of. Uh, other, like he'll hold his own against the Praetor, no problem, and he could hold his own against a lot of characters as well. Well, what I would do with this army, for example, mm. um, he he also has a tainted weapon too, right? So yes. he has a tainted weapon and a Paragon blade, right? So he's got two specialist but, uh, weapons, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that said, though, um, I was trying to think if I were to play this army, uh, there's mm -hmm. a, there's a couple different ways you can, you can do it, right? Like you can bring in your heavy hitters. So like mm -hmm. the Galwarback, maybe the dreadnoughts, mm -hmm. depending on, depending on how you're doing this. Right. Um, or, or you can bring in the Charybdises, but not disembark from them. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and wait for him to shoot you that first turn. And then the second turn you disembark with them while coming in with the Galwarback and then disembarking everything. Right. Mm -hmm. And then he basically effectively, you have like seven out of the, well, you know, statistically, you have seven of your eight draw pods in yep. second turn. And I mean, yeah, a lot of people can take care of a Charybdis um, mm -hmm. in one round, but it's not easy. It's not right? easy. And, no, it's high. Two is five very hull points. unlikely, right? Exactly. Five hull points, it'll jink. Um, it'll jink, yeah. I mean, right, you're, so... you're going to need a lot. You're going to be sinking a lot of firepower into it. And yes, it's probably going to be one of the few things on the on the board. But again, you're sinking a lot of firepower and they're going to be drinking that first turn. Yeah. yeah. And then even if you kill it, he's got tactical marines in there with possibly a character, right? Yeah. And not a carry, right? Yeah. So, I, I mean, is it even worth it almost, right? Mm -hmm. And then the second turn he comes down, let's say with another Dreadnought, Galvor mm -hmm. back, you know, mm -hmm. and he disembarks these guys, possibly charges, right? Mm -hmm. And then he kind of has his whole army in your face the second turn. So it's quite interesting. It, yeah. it feels like an alpha strike, but it definitely mm -hmm. seems like a beta strike, the way he has the waves. Um, yes. That's one way I would do it. The other way you could do it is you could go down with the, let's say, Dreadnoughts, maybe the Galwar by Hall first. Yeah. But you can't charge that turn either way. But mm -hmm. then you have to disembark from those little drop pods, right? So well, um, then you're kind of sitting in the open. And, and, you know, who knows? If you can disembark in, in ruins, the Galwar back will get the extra cover save, right? Mm -hmm. Over there in vulnerable save. They're pretty resilient. Yes. Right? And then second turn, you come in with your Charybdises. But I think personally myself, I, I kind of think I would come in with the Charybdises first. And I do agree with you. Hold the line, right? Maybe, maybe put the Dreadnought out. Or or maybe that's what he's thinking, right? He does the Charybdises, the Death Storm, right? Because mm -hmm. then he doesn't have to worry about it blowing up, mm -hmm. right? Or two, yeah. two Dreadnoughts because he wants to, you know, two melt guns, two plasma cannons. Yes. And he's exactly. got armored ceramide on them too. So yes, he does. Aren't really that big a deal. So, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, for me, I would probably do something very similar to you. Um, I being knowing that you can't, you're not going to be able to charge with Gale of War back until if you come in turn two, you're not charging till turn three. I'd be using the Marines, to just multi-charge with the Marines and hold up as much of his, 
his uh his infantry as possible for as long as possible until the Galvorback can come in. I mean, they've got the apothecary. They're probably most likely going to have a, a, a an HQ with them. Yeah, um, for sure. He's got three HQs, so I'm sure I'm sure he will. Yeah, and so they're going to be able to hold their own at least for at least one turn. I mean, 15 guys is nothing to, well, if you do 30 guys, you've got 30 guys running into your opponent's line. I mean, I, I feel like anybody would have a hard time getting rid of all those Marines in, in one turn of assault. And then you've got those Galvorbacks coming in right behind them. Like, yeah. And I mean, you're playing smart here. Like you're not going to rush them into, no. you know, Valdor and no, you know, four five custodes or Horus with a bunch of just Terran or any Primarch, no. right? Like no, no, yeah, keep your distance not... from those things. Cause those things you want to whittle down first before you engage yeah. them in close combat. Yeah. Right? You're, you're going to, you're going to be shooting at them. You're going to be doing everything in your power to right. take as many wounds off of them as possible before you get into, into combat with them or just, skirt them around the table for a while yeah yeah the only the only downside to our plan is let's say it's like it's an objective based mission mm -hmm. then those tactical marines you want to kind of keep back maybe, yeah because you don't want to lose your scoring units right and so that, i can't score so yeah so at that point in time you're most likely bringing in, in well i mean you could you could bring in the you could still bring in the cryptus but mm -hmm. i mean as long as they're not shot down you can fly them to the objectives and just sit on there that's right. That's right. Sit on yeah. the objectives, and then uh, you're moving in with the uh, Galvorback. Still, it could still be a beta strike, like we we talked about. Um, unless it's one of those um, missions where you need to collect as many victory points from the get go right off the bat. I can't remember which mission that is. Um, you start you start basically turn one. Every turn you're on the objective, you get a victory mm. point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That that at that point in time, you just drop your cryptus on there and start collecting the victory right. point. Agreed. So, I mean, and I mean, in this army, like any orbital assault army, you you make your opponent go first. Yes. Right. Yeah. So they have nothing I, to do for turn one. Ex exactly. Right. So yeah, if you if you if you win the the roll off, you choose to go second. If they win the roll off, hopefully they don't make you go go first because, I mean, that's where the that's where the uh, that would be the only time. Like the, the chances are, I mean, they're in your favor to go second. And that's where you want to go with an orbital assault for sure. Yep. yep. I mean, overall, the list is the list is really good, and yep. with some yep. tweaking. I mean, the only thing, like I said, I would change is the death storm, and I would use the points to get myself uh, javelins. Now, I found this interesting. I'm looking at because he, he used battle scribe for this. Um, his javelins with, um. Heavy bolters are 65 points, which is not right unless I've missed a FAQ somewhere and javelins are more expensive now. But I thought javelins were 55 points base. Are they not? Yeah, right. He has an upgrade here that says twin link cyclone missile launcher, but, but it's that, not that's not, not a it's not an upgrade that that that's stock that's standard. This is a standard javelin with I don't see. Yeah, I don't. I don't see. Unless any... is it possible to change it in the Mornaval rulebook? Well, it's saying maybe. Let me. I have the Mornaval rulebook. Let me let me pull it up. Uh, I mean, that was the only thing that I was um, confused about. Was that specifically? Okay, come on. Uh, let me find it here. Okay, so my javelin is. 55 points. Yeah. 
in here. But let's let me add the. Sorry, mm, how do I add the more of all? Um, you when play you go test. into the, yeah, play test. No, no, it's not letting me do that. Um, it's okay. I've got it open. I've got it open here. Let me just. Okay. Uh, it just wanted to update. Because uh, I have the digital version on my tablet. Okay, I just gotta find it. I don't think they changed the point values. Like, I can't. I mean, understand. don't get me wrong. Javelins are under under costed, so. <laughs> yes, they it are. For, me. for sixty-five points, they are in. I, in my opinion, one of the best uh, units for the price. Oh, a hundred percent. Um, they're, they're insane. I, yeah, they are. I mean, I don't have any in my uh, Death Guard, but that's because I kind of went with the idea of slow-moving, overwhelming firepower, but my World Eaters have three, my Dark Angels have three, for obvious reasons. Um, I've always leaned heavily into them. I know you do too. Um, or you have some in your Alpha Legion. I might. I have some in my Alpha Legion, and actually my Word Bearers too. Because okay, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The the gentleman who I painted the Word Bearers for did want them. So you know, I'm not I'm not seeing anything about javelins in here being. I'm, I could be wrong. Like at this point in time, I could be wrong. This is the one thing I don't know off the top of my head if uh, javelins are more expensive. But I can't understand why he's paying sixty five points for basically a stock javelin which should be 55 points and i'm trying to figure out where the 10 point like i know it's a 10 point upgrade for the multi melted and i think it's a 20 point upgrade for the uh for the last cannons but no one ever takes the last cannons i'm trying to figure out where to actually turn on the mornival rule set in my battle scrub uh you gotta do it. it before when you're creating the list you gotta choose I believe here. Let me let me open up Battle Of course, Heresy, Chaos yeah. Demons, Mourn of All Units, Legion of Stardews. Okay, got it. Yeah. Thank you. Perfect. Yes. Okay. I'll I'll find out. We'll find out for you right now. Yeah. Let's yeah. See. We're we're, so we're on. That's the only thing I can think of. And now I'm saying that like we might be completely wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe the ten points. Um. Maybe the ten points is just something else. Nope. No, Javelin Attack Speeder Squadron is 65 points when I chose the Mornival. So okay. it's either somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it says um, it automatically updates to 10 points for the Twin Link Cycle Missile Launcher. But then the last cannon is also 10 points. So mm. they're the same price. So I feel like either they decided that those two are the same points or Battle Scribe is wrong. So it way, could very uh, it could very well be Battle Scribe is wrong. You said his name is Mike? Yes. Okay, so Mike, definitely check and see if it's more of all that change it to 10 points extra. Yeah. Or if Battlescribe is wrong. And Battlescribe is wrong, use those 10 points, get a multi-melta. That's yeah, the way. 100%. 100%. Or his army was a couple points under, wasn't it? Yeah, it's, I, it's, I think it's two... I mean, oh, it's four 2, points under. Yeah. But I yeah, mean, yeah. so if you get rid of the 115-point... Um, what did you see here? The 115-point Death Storm... You could potentially, potentially he could, get two base stock javelins for that price. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't. I would go the first way, like you said. I would get one upgrade multi meltas, get some hunter killers, yeah, um, and and hunt those light vehicles or infantry, mm -hmm. or even mm -hmm. a heavy vehicle with no armor. And, ceremony, so 
yeah harass yeah. them it's 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 a great unit to harass because if you really want to get to if you want to harass a larger like you're playing against militia or solar ox mm-hmm. you've got the frag missiles right and you can harass them pretty That's effectively true. as That's well true. um well mike i like your list it's, mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very different i've never fought anything like it uh, mm-hmm. closest thing i would say is i fought a word bearers orbital assault list oh sorry not word bearers uh word world leaders. world leaders yeah. assault list yeah but this is definitely uh very interesting and i would play it and if i'm ever in nashville it's supposed to be a couple of years ago and who knows it won't happen this year but maybe next year mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. uh maybe i'll see if i can hook up with a couple of the guys down there and see if i could get some games well i you know it's games funny i was actually i was speaking to mike um and he is from what i understand i think he might be going to adepticon so if if you end oh. up going uh because i was talking with him because i know i i know i'm 99 sure i'm going to adepticon in 2022 um and he's he said like he wasn't gonna be able to make it to lvo but adepticon is definitely in the cards for him um him and his him and his gaming group are really looking to go to uh adepticon i am like hey man when we're there let's grab a beer let's try and get a game in and he really you know because i love i i mean I'm, I'm i would love to play against this list i'd love to see what my death guard could do against this list because like my death guard i have a lot of firepower and I want to see if I could even if I could handle this list if I could hold them off for even a couple of turns with the amount of firepower that I'm I'm bringing to the table. Uh, I could see where it could really pick apart my my army for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. But yeah, I I would like it, I mean hopefully hopefully Adepticon is a go and hopefully you might be you yourself might be able to make it. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I, I I know I've kind of talked to my my gaming group here and everybody here in Edmonton actually mm-hmm. um, for, for next year, I, I can only unfortunately most likely do one event. So yeah. I know LVO was the event to go. Mm-hmm. Um, I might still make it to that, but it might be Adepticon. I hear there's an Atlantic city open too. I might end up going to that. It just ends mm-hmm. up. It, it just depends what works with my schedule. Unfortunately. Yeah, exactly. I, I do, exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. So I know and... we kind of chatted about it a little bit before this, but yes. Yeah. 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 I, I've never been to the other, like, like I've never been to Adepticon. I really yeah. would love to go. Never Same here. Chicago. Would love yeah. to see it. So you know, I, I, I'm I'm pumped. Um, as much as I'm excited for LVO in 2022, I'm more excited for Adepticon just because it's been on my on my list of I want to go f- since 2012. So almost, it'll be 10 years. Um, 10 years for me that I've been wanting to go to Adepticon, and because it, it's 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 a con not just a tournament it's it's so much more and i'm really looking forward to it i know a lot of guys are looking forward to going to adepticon 2022 um but yeah mike um thanks for sending in this list i really do appreciate it and you know he's him and his his buddies have a uh have their own podcast it's but sir that's heresy check them out for sure um, they're uh, not so much just Horace Heresy, their games workshop in general. Um, I had a chance. I've, I've listened to a couple of their episodes. They're really great guys. They they kind of do it in more of a, just a laid back chat. And I think they're putting out a podcast every month right now. Um, but yeah, they're also running an event in Nashville called um, Music City, Music City Heresy. I want to make sure I get that right. Um, that's going to be a limited number of players i think they're only going to have 20 guys for that um but uh frontline gaming is giving them a bunch of support with mats and terrain i believe they've actually got a lot of prize support i was actually on i was on their facebook doing the facebook creep and 
they got pop goes the monkey supporting them they've got turbo dork uh stopper topper the guys who do the drip the 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 uh, drip um things for games workshop paints uh, let me pull it up here droppers yeah like the droppers but it's like if you just put it on you just fit it on top of the uh oh right 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 okay. yeah drop tops drop tops um so they can just fit it on top of the games workshop <laughs> wait 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 just go back there's a company out there that's selling drop toppers yeah top yes for gw paint yes why do I not know about this? Well, you do now. <laughs> they're, they're getting my business right now. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I'm I'm on their web I'm on their web page right now. Links will be in the description, guys. We'll make sure we have links links to everything. Um, but yeah, yeah, they've they've got a lot of support for their upcoming event, and their event is August twentieth to the twenty second. Nice. Um, so yeah, I I me and Alex kind of talked about. You know, maybe in 2022, but that's a lot of traveling, and I don't think my wife's gonna let me go to three events for gaming <laughs> in one year. So, man, if I won the lottery, I'd be at every single one of them. I'll oh, like, same ah. here. I'd be like, yeah, I've got an event next weekend. Bye, honey. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but you got to play to win, and that's that's my problem. <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of segue time. Going from a listener list. So, uh, like I was saying earlier, Army, you are probably one of the best players I've had the pleasure of playing against. Um, you've done very well at LVO all three years. You've been there three years or four years? Oh, it was... I want to go with four. I think it's four because you four. went... Yeah, it's four. Yeah, because I went a couple of years before you guys started Yeah, you, 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 went, you went with Dan... Sorry, the Dan first and time. Andy. Dan and no, Dan and Andy. Yeah, Dan and Andy, Andy from Calgary. Yeah, Andy from Calgary. Then yeah. you went with Gary. Um, and Gary Dan. and yeah, and then you went. Then we all close. went, and right. then we all went again. That's right. And that was, uh, sure, yeah. You yeah, it was in yeah, 2019. Oh man, that, I've never know, won it. 2020. Oh no, you won best true. presented. You're I, won, I, I won. I won best. No, no, no. Pres One of the years I went, I did win something. Yeah, best presented, but, wasn't it? It was 20, 2018, wasn't it? I, I did win best presented, yes. I did yes. win something before that as well. Oh, did you? But, okay. uh, I, I did, but I don't remember. It wasn't, they gave away a bunch of prizes. Mm -hmm. They gave away like best general, best, and they did like best loyalist or best trader or something mm -hmm. like that. I don't quite remember, mm -hmm. but best presented, yes. I did win best presented. Yes, um, that, that you had a probably, beautiful board for your Alpha Legion. That was probably the toughest thing I've ever done. Um, <laughs> I built that board. I, I don't. I've, I I never did a video for it. I, I mm. took a bunch of pictures. Um, I, I keep seeing it on spiky bits. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, you made it big when you're on spiky. Well, bits. G GW here has asked me to bring it in multiple times mm -hmm. um, to show it off. I, I mean, the biggest problem with this board was I built it in mind to travel. Yeah, and uh, it was a beautiful board, mm -hmm. and it made it not terribly there, but mm -hmm. on the way back, it took way more damage than I thought it would have. And I think they opened my because there was no way I could bring it on as a carry on, right? Yeah, yeah. And it was all built big. out of out of out of foam and and MDF and um, mm -hmm. yeah. It really yeah, fits so, the theme of your whole Alpha Legion. Oh, oh, oh! It, 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 it was nice. It was probably yeah, one oh, it was, of the nicer it was cool. boards yeah. I've done, mm -hmm. and um. 
but yeah, I didn't really survive the trip back. And so I've been really, I, I've never actually done the work to fix it. I, I keep meaning to build onto it mm-hmm. um, to make it part of like a board, but it just doesn't happen because every time I look at it, I'm a little disappointed and never survived the trip back. And I mean, yeah. that's probably my fault. Like the, the sides are kind of crushed. So it's not a perfect square anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, well, most of the snow is off. So I'd have to reflock the whole thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite fit right anymore. I think it kind of shifted a little bit. So it would, always, yeah. it would almost need more work to fix it than if I wanted to just recreate it better the second time around. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, um, you could throw some LED lights in there. Did well, it has LED lights. lights. It did. I thought it did have LED lights. Yeah, yeah, it did. It, did. It, had, it had like LED lighting, like emergency yeah. lighting. And then yeah. there, was a, there was a big crater in the middle where mm-hmm. it destroyed it and that light was broken and blinking. And mm-hmm. then... The, the 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 furnace light was still working and it like flickered and mm. it, it it was nice it took a long was, time actually yeah how how long yeah. how long did it take you <sighs> months months yeah i could imagine but, but, you it was it's a beautiful board if you know that what? was with planning too though because i i had to it had two uh, like uh, mechanicum buildings on top mechanicus mm, yes, sector yeah. mechanicus but not the new one the old stuff yeah the old stuff yeah the old gw yeah. That's right. And I had to make it so that not only would they fit inside mm-hmm. the, 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 the piece of display board, but it also had to all fit inside my suitcase. Mm-hmm. And then it had to fit inside a suitcase in a way where I could like jam pack it with clothes. And so I had mm-hmm. socks and underwear inside so that <laughs> it would, it would like basically hold a shape. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Again, surprisingly made it there. Okay. It really so you're basically, you're basically using your clothing as your packing peanuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right, okay, that makes sense. Okay, but it didn't make it back very well. I don't know. No. It's it's the customs in Canada, I guess, that was uh, that was rough. rough with it. Well, yeah, you know, I can't imagine the U.S. would have opened it on the way out. Yeah, so, yeah. Why would they? No, they they don't care what's leaving. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's funny because when uh when I was when I took my thousand sons to LVO in twenty in twenty twenty. Um, no, was it, no, was it 2020? No, it was 20, 2019. I took my, I took my thousand sons and they were, they basically told me that the flight was too full. This was on the way back. The flight was too full. I couldn't have my carry on. It had to be checked. And I argued with them and I argued with them like, no, I can't, this can't be checked. It has to come with me. And she's like, nope, it's gotta be checked. You've been selected. It's gotta be checked in. And nothing in my case came back in one piece. Oh it made God. it there in my possession just fine. But the moment it was put on a carry on or not carry on and checked in everything in there got broken. I'm pretty sure they went through it too, because I mean, resin shows up as biomatter. Yeah. Yeah. I remember them running it through the, it, it was, it wasn't, it was funny the first year because the first year, everybody was really surprised to see what was inside. Yeah, but by the fourth year, it's like they knew there was a conference. They're like, "Oh, where are you going? Gaming conference? Oh, Las Vegas Open!" Like even the guys, like yeah. the security guys, were talking to us about it. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. So, just so people know, we have a massive following here in Edmonton. Like, there's mm-hmm. lots of people that go to LVO for 40k and just to hang out and see the the conference and painting yeah. um, classes and, and things like that. So yeah, we have like, a I, big big group that goes. There's well, the last, I want to say last... 20 or 30 of us. So. Yeah, the last time, last time we went all into LVO for heresy, how many? God, there had to have been. There was ten, ten or, heresy guys, yeah. Alone, yeah, ten, sure. ten, yeah, ten heresy guys from Edmonton, and maybe more. Um, possibly. 
Uh, and then the 40k guys there was a ton of 40k guys from yep. our community yep. as well like like we came in there at full force that's right um, blood bowl. there's a few blood bowl guys that go as well mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm yeah. sure there was probably i'm sure there's probably a warm hordes too there guys from edmonton yep. playing warm hordes actually it's funny when i was when i was traveling there in 2020 i got my flight got changed so i was originally had a direct flight and they're like they didn't have enough people for the flight. So I got a, I had to get a new flight. I had to go from Edmonton to Vancouver and then Vancouver to, um, to, to Las Vegas. And I'm standing in line and I literally would have to say 25% of the people getting on that plane were all people going to LVO. Like that's that there was a ton of people coming from either Vancouver or Calgary um, to go to LVO, which was, it was awesome. It was, it was, I was like, I was like, because uh, I was traveling by myself. You guys all ended up going on a different flight, and so I was traveling by myself, and I felt right at home. Like I, I was like, I was with, I was still with my people. Yep. Yeah. Um, but we yeah, derailed yeah. it a little bit. Sorry. So. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we did. So you were saying how I'm really good. You are. No, not I mean, too. But honestly, though, like, what make what made well, yeah. me really good is actually my first year at LVO, and I'll tell you that. Okay. Because I, I, I've, I've won a lot of games here, not all my games, but a lot of games here. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I learned from all my defeats. That's, that's one of the best things. That, one of the biggest things I love is, is actually losing a game mm -hmm. because that's the only way I'll actually, you know, learn. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times yeah. when you win, 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 you're like, you, you, you don't actually improve your, you, you don't know what's wrong with your army, right? Yeah. So yeah, I, I, I went to LVO and, and I think I went, I think it was three and three. Um, okay. And, and that was awesome, right? Mm. And, and one of the games, I, I remember them all, actually. Mm. Uh, one of the games I can attribute to a couple bad dice rolls, but still, mm. right? Like, you should never let it come to a couple dice rolls. Mm. Um, and then after that, I was like, wow. Like, they were good players there. Mm. And then second, second year as well, when I went, um, I still think I went three and three or four and two, maybe. And okay. uh, I, I met some unreal players and and mm. i really like he didn't come back um he played white scars beautiful white scars army cooper oh yes i know um, which guy you're talking about yeah yeah and he's he played 40k i think after that mm. um but his just the way he played just made me really want to be a better player right mm -hmm. made me want to like really look at my army and then uh here in edmonton too uh, there was a couple of guys um like I play Alpha Legion for those of mm -hmm. you who don't know yeah. um, exclusively. Uh, when I say exclusively, that's a complete lie. I also have a Word Bears and a Mechanicum army. Yeah, and um, my Mechanicum it sends army, a horse. Uh, technically, sends a horse. Yes, yes, it's really yeah. old. It, it yeah. was the first army I did, and the paint scheme's a little off. And um, I used like MK7 and 8 Marines because at the time I couldn't afford four year old yeah. Marines. So yeah. I just used like what you could get your you know, hands what, on. What I could at the time, right? And I know that's mm. big taboo. But at the time, I, I couldn't afford it, right? Yeah, I no, 100%. I, I just... I Heresy's I expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I bought a few things, right? Like, I, I know I have, like, Horus, for example. You have Horus, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I, I have a couple things here and there, like a Sakaran, but mm -hmm. everything else was just, you know, uh, Vindicator, yeah, Rhinos, yeah. Dreadnoughts. It was all... Um, regular Space Marine stuff. It was all regular Space Marine stuff, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, but I, I, I love my Alpha Legion. Yeah, your Alpha Legion, I, yeah. I, I usually play them, but um, unless I really want to bring a mean list, and then I play my Mechanicum. Yeah, well, and, your Mechanicum are 
Yeah, yeah. And I know if, you, if you've played me a couple of times last two LBOs, I've brought my Mechanicum. Mm-hmm. Um, it still didn't help me win. No. So, sorry. That's, and that's, that's, that's the one thing, yep. like, um, you brought what was considered by a lot of people as a um, power gaming list. And I'm oh, not, absolutely. Just, I'm not, nope. shit, I'm not trying to shit on you. I mean, it, it was considered because you had a Pepharion, which yep. is number one no no. And yep. it still didn't help you win. No, I, I, uh, well, I know both my losses, so I don't, I don't want to call <laughs> them out, but it was the same, it was the same player that took me out both years, actually. Um, yeah, I know. Who I it think was it was the same player. Uh, well, maybe it wasn't the same player, actually. Because the second year, I didn't have a chance to play him. Because no, yeah, sorry. So, so now we're talking 2020 and 2019. So, 2019, I played, uh, it was mm-hmm. five and one, I think, record with my, Mechanicum and they're a very mean list. Like I honestly don't play that list mm. unless I bring it to a like a highly competitive event. Let's yes. say right. Or yeah, somebody they're... comes to me and I think you and I, Craig, we played a game where you're like, I want to face your Mechanicum. Yeah. And, and there's lots of guys that cr- come in and they say, I want to play them, and I'm like, okay, let's let's play right. And I yeah, do, yeah. I don't mind playing them, but they're tough army because they're made specifically to wipe out other armies, yes. right? Like yeah. a lot of games. Like if I ever brought it to against people that weren't expecting it and like a like a regular game, mm-hmm. like the games can be over uh, really quickly. And it's not because yeah. of my generalship. It's because me- yeah, the way I yeah. built it and the way yeah. mechanical are with the peripheron and, and a bunch of other stuff, like they're just mm-hmm. really good. Right? Yes, they are. I mean, you got, and, you got the hoplites. I have one squad of hoplites. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, I have a bunch of Venator tanks. I have yeah, which, um, which... Myrmidons, which are unreal. Yeah. Um, yeah, perf- like the peripheron is, is just unreal. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I personally believe, even though I use it mm-hmm. with my Mechanicum, I believe it should be priced out of yes. 2,500 points. Yeah. It's 3K or more. I, I, I believe, like I'm not saying it should be 750 points because that's overpriced. Yeah, but it but shouldn't fit in a 2,500 point arm. No, no, I personally, like, and I use it, but I mm-hmm. still feel that it should be even more expensive, right? Yes. That said though, um, yeah, it was Alex that beat me that year. Um, mm-hmm. and With, we had a very similar list. Yes. Um, he did. had a peripheron, he had scoria. Um, it was a different list, but it was a very similar list. And I remember, yeah, it was very, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that game specifically. And I remember, um, rolling to see who goes first. And he, he rolled to go first. And uh-huh. the exact words he said as we were about to roll, he said, So we're rolling to see who wins, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I well, like, I mean, yep. the, the lists were pretty pretty close to being mirrored images of each other with some, they some were, tweets yes. and changes. I, I mean, and it really right. did yeah. come because you guys, your both your lists were um, reliant, not even so much on Alpha Strike, just the amount of firepower you guys were were dishing out. Um, I remember because we, we I did play against your your list. I used my Thousand Suns and literally by the end of turn two or three, all I had left was Magnus and the, the Sekmec Terminators. Yep. And yep. you couldn't kill them. You couldn't. No, I, you I couldn't, couldn't, but it didn't matter. It right, didn't matter. Point, I, everything else was wiped off the board. Yeah, because all I had um, to stay away from Agnes. Yeah, and, and you did that, that very well. <laughs> right? Well, I mean, Peripheron moves 12 inches. Like, yeah. You know, it's almost impossible to catch it when it decides to move. Yeah. Right? And, and yeah, yeah, but you're right. Like, but that's insane. Like, personally, insane. Like, the fact yeah. that you can wipe out an army in, like, two turns. Yeah. And, you know. And, that, and that's the thing. Like, I knew coming into that, that battle. Oh, for sure. That yeah. I was, everything else was going to die. The only thing that was going to be running around on the table was the Sekmec. And I remember failing some pretty pivotal um, uh, psychic 
powers. And that's where things started going real south for me when I wouldn't have like because I, I run I ran my thousand suns differently than a lot of people. I was not so much going for the D weapon attacks. I was going for the uh, I can withstand whatever you can throw at me D weapon or well, not. And you did. Right? Yeah, oh, I did. If you didn't have the D weapon or if you sorry, if you if you had the D weapon, but you mm -hmm. didn't have the, the biomancy, right? Yeah. And you didn't kill the peripheral on the turn you came on, there's a good chance yeah. you wouldn't have survived. Yeah, I would have survived. Right. And so it was a calculated risk. No, <laughs> like I no, either no. I had to weather your attacks and pray to God I got into combat with you, or come in first turn, hopefully get D, D weaponed off, because like, that's when the Nova you could still do the D weapon Nova blast, right, yeah. Yeah. and pray to God that I took your your Pepharian out in that turn, because if I didn't, the return fire was going to wipe me off the board, no matter what I did. Um, but yeah, like like. You're, when you played against Alex there at LVO, it was it was it was a roll. You were guys were rolling basically to yeah. see one. Yeah. Now and, and then I did some risky stuff, trying to mm. observe half my army, trying to see if I could actually pull something off, and and I couldn't. So he mm. and, and he went on to win that, which is great because he's he's a great player too. Yeah, he is. He's a, he's a fantastic player. Um, yeah. I, the next so, year he brought his demons. That's right. So uh, so last year, so we're talking about last year now. Yeah, I I I went undefeated. Like my army didn't lose, but the way the the game was structured was basically yeah. points, right? Yeah. And I think his demons uh were really really good. Well, at that's having points, right? So he yeah, they can definitely... get points really easy. Yeah, yeah, really easy. So, so I think um, he was uh he snatched up the best trader prize, and uh, somebody else got the loyalist. I don't really remember who it was. So I can't, I can't remember. It feels like eternity ago now with the whole. I pandemic. think he was the gentleman that played the. Uh, we're kind of confusing a couple of things, I think. But, no, I'm, mix, I'm mixing up years too. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, for some reason, I had it in my head that uh, 2020 was the year you and Alex faced off. Different Alex than 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 our um, Alex and you faced off with your Mechanicum lists. No, that was 2019. Uh, it was yep. 2019. I was getting them confused, and I was and I was while you were talking, I was like, nope. He Alex took his demons. Yeah, he took his demons. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm I'm not sure, but it it doesn't matter. Really, but your, so... your your alpha legion um now your alpha legion stand out to me more than your mechanicum because your mechanicum I, I love my alpha legion honestly um you well yeah your alpha legion i remember the first game i ever played against you it was one of the first times i had ever met you and i was using my salamanders and you warned me at the beginning of the game and i was like ah no it's okay i got this and then you proceeded to decimate me in i want to say three or four turns i don't and... i remember you having some trouble with your storm eagle coming in Yes, because it was delayed. Because that mm -hmm. also changed a little bit of the game too. Because you didn't bring it in second turn. I think it took third or even fourth turn before. You yeah, could and in. by that point in time, it because it was it was running. I had fire drakes in it, and by that point in time, you had systematically with a scalpel torn apart the rest of my army. And that game, that game changed everything for me. That 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 game was a pivotal moment in my heresy gameplay because. The moment you tore me apart in such a methodical way and your skill at doing it was when I, the light bulb went in my head, I've got to become a better player. So for you, it was that gentleman, the white scars player, but for me, it was you. You well, were that. I, I've had a few of those, let's say, mm -hmm. right? I've definitely had a few of those moments, right? Where, you, you know, I know here in Edmonton, um, mm -hmm. there's, a, there's a gentleman who actually won Adepticon, uh, James. Yep. Right? He won Adepticon, he won LVO. Mm -hmm. um and I, I think i cost him an lvo one year too 
Um, I think that, that, that year where I didn't quite make it, I think, uh, I think I, I beat his, his toes like barely. Hmm. Um, but he's, there was a g- couple games with him where it was like, okay, I need to get better. Not, not only because like custodes were unreal, yeah, but because like he knew how to play them and yes. he, he was good. And I mean, I, I think my alpha legion, one of the closest games as well that I've had one of, uh, there was, mm-hmm. one, there's, there's quite a bit actually, but, mm-hmm. uh, one of his against his were world, world leaders. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen, and, and I don't want to make the sound really bad, but mm. I, I've played a bunch of world leader armies out there and none of them scared me, to mm. be honest, I, against my Alpha Legion even, right? Yeah, yeah. But when he brought his like orbital assault list with his world leaders, I was like, holy shit, I'm going to die. Yeah, yeah. Right? And and that was, I think we recorded that game too. I think my, uh, the Mechanican game versus your Thousand Sons was recorded too. Yes, it was. Um, it was on the on the bad, bad channel. Uh, yeah. Channel. yeah. But I think this one was as well. Uh, it was the yes, it was. Versus, uh, were, were leaders. And that was probably one of the, like, it was so close and it was so tough. And it took like a lot of brain power on both our ends mm-hmm. to play. Cause it was like a big chess match. Cause we knew whoever charged mm-hmm. would win. And it was like a, a, a big movement piece. So, so I think yeah. playing, playing him and it's a shame cause he's in Calgary now and yeah. you know, it's three hours away and I don't, well, I mean, with COVID, you don't really get to play games yeah, anyways, yeah, but exactly. I haven't played him in a long time, but um, he definitely changed the way I play as well. Cause he, he taught me that I needed to be better as well. well right. So I, I, I think we all have those people. And, you're, you're right. And I, I, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I, I don't mean to like be that person, but I think I've done the same for him too. Right. Yeah. Because you know, I, I was able to come close to to beating him with against his custodes and mm. you know then he made his army better and then we played I brought my mechanicum and then he made his army better and would beat me and then I would make my army tighter and better and beat him so um, I, well, it was uh, quite good yeah it's funny you say that because I, I you know what actually uh, James was another one of those um, like for me because he come back from his win at at LVO and I specifically asked him I'm like hey man. I want to play against you. I want to use my thousand sons against your custodes. Let's have a game. And he's like, yep, let's do it. So I went to his place and we played a game. And for the briefest moment, I had him reeling. Like he did not know what he was going to do with me because I, I, I was playing at that point in time, I was playing Magnus differently than everyone else. I was using biomancy. I wasn't going for the Nova D weapon. And I made one error, which cost me the entire game. He even warned me. He's like, are you sure you want to do that? I was like, yeah, I'm sure I want to do that. And I remember it was me charging one of his units, but I didn't realize it was going to bring me in charging range of uh, Valdor. I thought I had, I thought I had enough space that Valdor wasn't going to get in there in that turn. And it was the one mistake. Like if I, if I had held back, I would have won that game and he completely changed. Well, he didn't completely change the list. He definitely, cause he definitely made tweaks to his list because he knew that uh, a competent thousand sons player could turn, you know, beat his custodes. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started running uh, uh, sisters of silence just to, to nerf them. And then the next game I played against him, it was in a tournament in Calgary and those sisters of silence, they they silenced me for sure like it was it was it was it wasn't as one-sided like it it wasn't as close as it it was the first time i played against him and he completely like changed his list because he knew that he found the faults in his own army he's like okay you know this this thousand sons player just about kicked my ass 
you know, if it wasn't for a tactical error on his part, he would have won, you know, and he changed it. And he, I, he always had a rule that I really loved is he, I play 10 games with a list before I change it. Mm -hmm. So he knows how it runs, how it works. And he starts finding those flaws. Now, some people say that his lists were power gamey. Um, I oh, for sure his it, custodes were custodes were OP. Let's just face the facts. Thousand Suns were OP. Um, they got nerfed in that FAQ in 2019. Um, and well, not nerfed, but it, they came into a more reasonable, you know, st style play with everyone else. Um, the custodes are still an OP army. They're a really powerful army, but he proved with his world leaders that. You know, yep. he, he, he said, he was like, I'm going to take a book one army and I'm going to yep. make it good and I'm going to play yep. with it. And he was, he's one of, he's a smart player for sure. He, 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 he can build lists. He can, yep. um, he's intense to play against because yes, he he's is. so focused on the game mm -hmm. and he'll even tell you, he'll be like, Hey, just so you know, like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but like, I'm just so focused. So when he plays games, like he's so focused into the game mm -hmm. that, uh, it, it can definitely be intense to play against him. Mm -hmm. Um, but he's he, he is really good. He makes good choices. He builds good lists. Mm -hmm. he, he dissects them on a he, like it's next level what yeah. he does with uh with his armies. It's it's quite interesting and and yeah yeah I, I try yeah. to do that you know and I try to do it with my Alpha Legion right mm -hmm. like you and I have talked about that a little bit. But um, I mean I consider Alpha Legion one of the better um Astartes lists. Right, one of the better yes. regions, like not counting Mechanicum or yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I think a lot of people don't actually. I know. I think and, a lot of people. Uh, and and I was I was a little surprised about that because uh, when you see uh, at uh, a lot of other tournaments, Alpha Legion aren't considered a top tier list. No, they're um, not. Compared to like Sons of Horus, for example. Mm. Compared to uh, well, Thousand Sons are Thousand uh, in Sons. a league of their own almost, right? But yeah, um, yeah, there was Space Wolves. Are Space definitely holes, one, yeah. yeah, and I, I feel, I feel like a lot were one. They are, right? but uh, but yeah, no, oh. I, I love my Alpha Legion. I love the challenge. I uh, well, I, I think the the thing about your Alpha Legion is they fit so like how can I put this? You run them very well. The list is very Alpha Legion. Like like if you were to see it, like yeah, that makes sense for an Alpha Legion. You know. Um, there you you you've played you you've been playing with them for so many years now that you know your army inside and out and i think that's probably one of my biggest mistakes is i'm i, I i'm a bit of a i jump from army to army um and i never get completely good with one army i mean my, i've had my sons of horus now for five years they're probably one of the ones i know the best i still haven't played a game with my death guard i still haven't played a game with my world eaters um Unfortunately, I'm uh, hoping that, you know, soon uh, I will be able to get some games in. Because I, I think, like, uh, I think my problem is where you're where you're so good with your army because you've played it for so long and you know it have, so yeah. well. Whereas me, I've I've had a thousand sons. I've had blood angels. I've had um, I've had I've had a, another world leaders army at one point in time. I've had uh, salamanders like I've been hopping all Dark over the angels. place. Well, my Dark Angels I'll always have my Dark Angels, no matter what. Like, there's ten thousand points sitting in my basement right now. <laughs> I, I love them. I know you're a big fan of the Dark Angels too. Have you, uh, have you been building any Dark Angels, or you, no. have you thought no. about a list for them? 
Nope, no. So what I did is I, uh, I purchased a bunch of stuff, yeah. uh, put a bunch of stuff together, uh-huh. mainly just, hey, this would be cool, and yeah. I would get it. Uh-huh. And then, um, and then things changed, right? COVID mm-hmm. happened. Uh, my wife was pregnant with a second baby. Mm-hmm. We did uh, renovations to the mm-hmm. basement. So um, basically, I'm creating a uh, uh, our gaming area slash work area slash hobby area mm. right and that's kind of what i've been doing so no hobby stuff for me per se yeah um, but your hobby lately, room is but my hobby room is coming along yeah yeah i'll definitely have to share some pictures once it's actually yeah uh, i'm actually ready, ready because i'm designing it from the ground up so right now every all the normal stuff is done so like the flooring mm. the the walls it was in an unfinished basement for yeah. everybody because nobody really knows me so <laughs> unfinished basement so I, um, uh, everything's apart, got nice floors, you know, mm-hmm. walls, everything's mm-hmm. all the kind of finishings are done in that sense. Mm-hmm. Now it's the actual, you know, cabinetry mm-hmm. to hold space, uh, cabinets to display armies, mm-hmm. uh, nice workstation that's, mm-hmm. um, well lit and that's functional, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. There we can hold stuff. You can work on it. Um, I, I also need a, a work area too, where I can, you know, do my work from home or have my mm. computer there and then a paint booth 3d printer you know area mm. where you know i've designed it so that they can sit next to each other they mm. have vents going outside and oh you know, so you put a lot stuff. of thought so, into this yeah no no it was designed like the whole area was um before i even started renovating i i designed it so that in, in mind to mm. to actually be able to to make it work right uh the the, the gaming table design is done it's all just need to be built, right? Mm. Um, so, so that stuff is now waiting. Uh, I, I did just have my second; he's not even a month old. So, mm-hmm. kind of put that all on hold a couple of yeah. weeks before my wife mm. went to labor. So, it's been about so, a month and a half before I was down there. So, yeah. So, when do you think? When do you? When? When is the? When's the big reveal going to be? When? When are you gonna? When, when are you gonna, gonna open? Um, probably, I would say, I would say a couple months. Still, I'm still a few months away. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with work and, and doing classes now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. busy, so yeah. I'm not actually able to uh, put a tons of time in there. Yeah. But I would say probably in a couple months, it'll all be done, read, like built and put away, right? Because mm-hmm. right now, my entire hobby area and everything else is literally sitting in, like in the middle of the room there. <laughs> yeah. Everything's packed. It was in a different room earlier. Yeah. Um, and then once it was finished, we moved it back downstairs. Now it's all sitting in the middle. So once that's done and put away, I would say probably about two months before okay. I can safely say that there'll be like a big reveal. And at the time, too, we'll probably the restrictions will be lifted and mm-hmm. we'll probably be able to actually do some gaming with yeah. other people. So that'll be kind of nice. Well, so I, I know. Actually, have people over. I mean, yeah. I was I was planning. Uh, so me and my wife were planning on doing our basement here this summer. We had. We had the money saved and ready to go. The price of lumber has skyrocketed. Um, I had put, I didn't, I didn't get to put as much planning into into the basement for my hobby. Um, I was gonna have a room dedicated to it that was gonna be able to fit my desk and a, a, a you know six by four table, and it was gonna have a window so I could exhaust out my. Uh, my paint booth mm-hmm. i've not yet purchased a 3d printer it is on my to-do list um i guess with the whole covid for me like 
I've been really lax and really, um, I haven't been doing the hobby. Like sometimes I'll get these little spurts and I'll, I'll build a bunch of things, but uh, I just, because the games and the tournaments were always the thing that really fueled me to yep. build and paint. And with the lack of tournament, um, I haven't been building and painting as much as I, I was. There was times where I'd sit down, you know, for three hours every day and finish off a couple squads or a tank or whatever. Um, and now it's like, okay, I built the stuff. I'll paint it later. But I mean, with LVO coming up, uh, well, not coming up. I mean, it's six months away, six, well, seven months away. It's um, still though. It's still, I, I have a goal now and it's, it's something that uh, myself and Alex are going to be doing on, on the podcast and on our YouTube channel. We're going to be doing a road to LVO. Um, and I know a lot of people, cause uh, Alex is kind of changing up the way, uh, the way LVO, it's more of a narrative and he's got uh, a 2000 point and a 3000 point uh, list system. Um which is it's been a little little confusing for people. It's it's it is out of the norm. Um, so our plan was we're you know we're going to be doing this road to LVO. We're going to help as many people as we can with their lists. Uh, I'm going to be because I'm still wrapping my head around the whole list thing as well. Um, I'm trying to like I I sent I did up my two thousand point list and I did my three thousand point list. And I sent it to him like just to make sure I'm like is this legal? Is this is this is this what you're looking for? He's like yeah it's a, it's good to go yeah you're good to go. I was like okay thank. You know, thank God, you know, because I don't want to be, I want to be showing up to that event being like, I didn't do this right. So I, I, one of the things we're going to be looking at doing on, on the, the YouTube channel is I'm going to be uh, building more stuff for my, the mega battle for my uh, death guard. I went from, I'm not building anymore past the 3000 points I have to, I think I've got total another 3000 points sitting down in my basement that needs to be built um continuing the theme of overwhelming firepower as much as possible uh that's been one of my goals so i'm going to be doing you know going over my list and whatnot on the youtube channel gonna try it out see how that works uh for anyone who's interested because i mean this is a learning experience for me as well um but yeah like i'm hoping that'll push me to get back into the hobby and start because i would love to get do a hobby I would love to have done my hobby room and that my plan was to do uh, a hobby room this year, but you know, with the price of lumber, it's, it's astronomical. It's, crazy. it's, yeah, it's tripled in price. It's, it's, it's crazy. Um, you obviously started doing it before the price of lumber went through the roof. No, no, no it was still crazy, but oh, uh, okay. <laughs> um, so the only thing, well, it's interesting. Cause like the only thing I had to do was frame off the furnace room. Mm hmm uh, bathroom and a mm -hmm. doorway to my closet. Mm -hmm. And okay, so I'll tell you right now. So I had to frame off a bathroom, yeah. uh, furnace room, which half of it was already done. Yeah, it was already of the done, way yeah. the stairs are. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just literally the door uh -huh. and then the vents, the like drop vents. Yeah. In the middle, I had to frame those off so the drywall could go on there. Mm -hmm. Um, my dad just happened to have because he had done some renos. Mm -hmm. um, he happened to have a bunch of wood. So I would say he had probably two thirds of the wood that I needed mm -hmm. to do those little things. Mm -hmm. And that's not a lot of wood. That I no, it's not. But I still needed to buy about a third and I paid over $500. Wow. 
So like if I if you actually had if I had to pay for everything and do mm-hmm. a room, it would have been like almost three thousand dollars of wood, which is yeah. insane. Like that's unreal. So yeah, so I got I got lucky because not only did he have a bunch already, um, mm-hmm. my area was quite small, and the few things that I was doing, um, weren't weren't very big. And I mean, I still overpaid for the wood for sure, but well, I, I had to finish it right. So yeah, it was um, yeah. Yeah, well, it was we, insane. So I can definitely see how people are putting off their projects because of that. Because we we were looking. At, I I'm not I'm I have no woodworking skills at all. Like I have none. I have no carpentry skills at all. And I, I'm a tradesman. I'm work, I'm an electrician, and I have zero carpentry skills at all. So we were we were looking at, and we were going to bring in a uh, a rental company to do the basement, and we got quoted like forty thousand yeah, dollars. that sounds about right. And I mean, uh, we 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 were we were ready for you know, 25, 30, but he's like, yeah, the price of wood's just through the roof. It's, it's adding a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we were making, trying to make compromises too in different spots. Like our, the, where they place the bathroom in the basement isn't like the, 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 the plumbing for the bathroom in the basement isn't like the stupidest spot. So we were talking about originally having them, you know, hammer out the concrete, move it over closer to a wall instead of being basically in the middle of our basement. And, that would that would increase the cost by another 15 grand so we were making we started making all these compromises compromise after compromise i was just like you know what i don't need a hobby room right now we don't need to do the basement rentals we'll wait another year you know it's just going to be easier that way um because even like we were looking at doing a deck that that was going to a a simple a simple floating deck off the back of our house was going to cost us 2500 Twenty five hundred dollars, yeah. You know, yeah. and you know, a year and a half ago, two years ago, that would have been you know maybe a fifteen hundred dollar project. Yeah, like it's just a floating that. deck. Yeah, if yeah. that, like it, it was, it was, it wasn't going to cost us anything. And because I, I built my deck, and my deck is huge, mm-hmm. and that was whatever six years ago. But and then really between six years ago and even a year ago, mm-hmm. prices didn't go up that much. No. And I think I paid like eight hundred dollars in wood. Really. Yeah, and like we 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 built it ourselves. Like I'm pretty lucky, right? Yeah. Like my dad knows, like he he used to build houses, and mm. um he's still a construction manager. So oh, okay. uh, we, yeah. we 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 do a lot of the stuff ourselves. Like other than like the only thing we didn't do is mudding, taping. Yeah. Um downstairs because that's that's a crazy that, job. Like I don't know yeah. how those guys do it, but that's the only thing I paid a contractor to do and a carpet. Yeah. Like the carpet guy I brought in, unreal. Mm. He was there for an hour and put up the carpets and on the stairs. Oh, but yeah. everything else we did ourselves. So that's mm-hmm. really lucky because um, if, if I didn't have that knowledge myself and between my, you know, my, my yeah. dad able to teach us, yeah. right? Yeah. Then there's no way I would have been able to afford. Um, well, yeah. And so it would have taken me a couple of years, right? So. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, I know how to drill holes in the wood and run wires <laughs> through it. I know how to take my hammer and bash the stud out of my way so i could put up a panel but i mean past that point i have no skills i can put drywall up i know how to do that i can't mud and tape that that's a skill all to itself so oh, yeah i'm skill unless you want to see shitty yeah unless you want to see, a lot. see all the all yeah the terrible mudding and painting that we do yeah exactly <laughs> i mean yeah. at the end of the day like i was i was really pumped for a, a hobby slash gaming room and I, st- I actually started packing stuff up. Like I started packing up a lot of my stuff and putting it into the garage because I was like, we're doing it this year. This is the year. This is the year I get my room. I've been, <laughs> yeah, I started, I, 
I was just like, I was getting pumped. And I, I pardon me, maybe that's part of the reason why I was holding off on the, a lot of the hobby stuff. Cause I was just like, we're doing it this summer. We're going to do it this summer. That's when yeah. I get my hobby room by, by September, I'll have my hobby room. And you know, the money was, it was just going to cost too much money. And, and I, I feel like at this point in time, I just need to sit down and start working on my models again. Cause I need to get yeah. ready for LVO. Yeah. And, and I would definitely say that if you do uh, start planning it again, like mm. I, uh, I built a, a, a vent going right out mm-hmm. for my spray. Um, I used to just push it out the window and that was a pain in the butt to do in the middle of yeah. winter and stuff. So, and, and even for, if you're doing like a resin printer, um, yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you kind of want really those. good. Like, they do have some really better resins nowadays, but yeah. still, you still want to make sure you can off gas it properly. Right. So, mm. um, I definitely plan for that because it's not actually that hard like just making a hole outside with a fan um yeah. so as long as you plan for it and you know where your spray boot's gonna go yeah um it, it's not that bad so definitely consider planning it uh, I, I know for me like all the cabinetry all mm. the for storage right for for displays the led mm. lighting that's gonna go in here like it was all planned ahead of time like i definitely spent hours and hours and hours doing it it was a nice. blast because like how often do you get to build your dream Display, oh, I know. workstation and, and table right so i'll definitely have to sh- share some pictures because i'm you know once it actually you know happens I, i'm not i'm not the kind of guy that will do videos no um, it's just too much work for me to to actually do that but i'll definitely i, I i'll do i do pictures in the you know process and and then yeah, final pictures so. I, I i can't wait to see them i mean we'll we'll, we'll show them we'll share them on the facebook page you know because it, it, it's a dream i think it's a dream of a lot of guys in the hobby yeah you know to have your own like to oh, really... honestly I'll, I'll tell you the secret um you have to wait a long time yeah because it's, it's been my dream for 15 years yeah <laughs> to have my own area mm-hmm. and then uh and then and then my wife is uh is good with me doing it so yeah. that's, that's kind of like the second part yeah right? yeah you got you got you got you gotta have a dream <laughs> and you gotta right. have a wife that's willing and understanding of yeah, our nerdy yeah. hobby yeah you've seen my basement before right like yeah. half of it is going to be like and there there's going to be a nice sitting area and uh mm. and a tv kind of like a second uh second living room almost yeah, like a TV yeah. Room, right and then the other area is going to be it's going to have a big table in the middle um not just for warhammer right mm. we're doing like i'm doing a big table for gaming period i yeah. love board games uh, yeah. as well i have lots of good good board games so mm. uh, i love board games and so the, the big table will be multifunctional and right, now, there's also build, be a, did you build the table yourself i you will build? yes okay. yes i do have the plans um i would love to say hmm, i should find it because i should uh i don't want to promote him but i do want to promote him because <laughs> the table I'll, I'll tell you where i got the original idea i was just uh looking at this he actually built a table and it's not going to be exactly the same yeah yeah as, as his um but the, that's kind of where i took my start and mm. then expanded it to fit myself right it's um gaming geek gaming geek. so if you go on youtube and you search gaming geek so g-a-m-i-n-g g-e-e-k like literally i don't know this guy mm. um he posted a bill to his table november 12th 2015 mm-hmm. and then he did an update video on what he would do different and then he actually um, apparently this spun off a whole other Reddit post on people that have used his idea 
to build their own tables very similarly. And he mm-hmm. goes through what he would do different, what he would um, change. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's unreal. So I, I used his idea as well, but I changed mm-hmm. it for my own. So if okay. you are interested, like definitely go on there, uh, check, check it out. And then um, that's kind of how it's going to look. Um, mm-hmm. I know there was a gentleman in Edmonton as well that actually just built one that is unreal. Um, okay. Remember his name uh, now, but uh, is it Phil? Yeah, it's not Phil. Is no, it? no, no, Phil, it's not Phil, Phil. Phil's, Phil is building the dream of the dream. You, you're right. He is. He has a whole he, house he, dedicated to it. He, yeah. He's basically know, got a second a building. Oh man, what I wouldn't give to have a gym as well. Oh my god, he has a gym. He has like he has yeah. a second. He has a. I, I want to say it's a garage, but it's not a garage. It's you know, another build, building on his cool. acreage yeah, that he's yeah. built the second floor of this building. Um, because I, I can't use any other word other than building to house his painting studio. But he's and, on, you've seen his painting. Like, oh my it's god, just amazing! Yeah, yeah. Uh, my if you guys want to look him up, My Little Pony. Um, Pony, like Pony, yeah, Pony. Yeah, my little Pony. Um, I'll ha- I'll put a, a link in the yeah. description uh, because he does fantastic work. Actually, he he's part of the reason why my dark my Death Guard are the way they are. He I went to one of his painting classes and it was a fantastic mm-hmm. painting class. And he he said he, you know even when he's doing a a dark scheme, he always makes sure to put point pick out one thing on the model to make it brighter. So it becomes a focal point or a contrast to the overall model. And that's why I went with, uh, with my, my death guard, instead of having that really drab, all of drab green, I went with a much brighter green because it stands out against the cream white with the browns and the oils and the dust and the dirt. And I was just like, I took that one piece that he gave that one piece of advice he gave me was I, I made, I picked out the green to be the bright point of my death guard. And, you know, uh, not everyone, not everyone likes it because it's not as grimy or dirty as as they think they should it should be. But I mean, I've also got a lot of compliments about the green because the green stands out. It really stands out against the the boring, plain, creamy white that I went with, like the armored ceramite white that I went with. Um, and that's one thing I remember that Phil, because I only went to one of his classes, and it was I think it was in twenty nineteen, so it was right before the pandemic hit and everything went came to a crashing halt uh and if he ever does another one i will i'd be there again no problem because yeah he's a fantastic painter like next level painting he is that's for sure i mean you're 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 a fantastic painter too i mean you're you're no no no. he he is just like he's next i've also i've gone to the same classes he used to Mm -hmm. go to like we're talking years ago Mm -hmm. um actually steven lind um, he he did some of the first classes here in Edmonton, okay. um, and uh, both Phil and I went to the same class. And mm. I remember after Phil went to that class, like I was like, "Oh, that was really cool. I'll do a couple of things." And he just like went with it and just he got, took it and, like, and ran with 100 it a hundred times better. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, he, he his, his, his work is amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 it's really it's nice fun. to just exactly. It's really nice to just look at his stuff and appreciate it. Right? Mm-hmm. There's lots of good painters out there, mm-hmm. and he's uh, he's definitely he's one definitely of them. one of them. He, yeah, and he loves to play too. Like he'll he'll build armies, paint and play them, and then he, he sells the beautiful armies. And oh. it breaks my heart every time he sells them because I know how much work he puts into them. But he, of course, like that—that's what he enjoys doing. That's what he right? enjoys doing. He, yeah, exactly. Right. And so, he is, 
hands down one of the nicest human beings I've oh, ever he, met. He is unreal. Like, he's a big guy too, right? Oh yeah, he's him, a big guy. Be intimidating because he's yeah. like huge, like muscular. Yeah, he's muscular. Um, he's he's well yeah. over six feet tall. He's a big guy, yeah. and yeah. hands down one of the nicest, most genuine human beings I have ever had the chance, the pleasure of playing against, yeah. and just meeting in yeah. general. Real, um, real sportsman, right? Like he yeah. loves to play. He loves to win. He plays good. He plays hard. Yeah, um, yeah, he's super, super nice, and yeah, one yeah, of the he, best sports too. Like, if he didn't win best general, he would win like best. Sports. Oh yeah, he best he's one of those guys. He's one of those guys that you play against and you walk away losing and still having a blast like of a game. The best games you played, yeah, yeah, one of the best games you've ever played. Oh, it's been so, a, it's been so it's been so long. Yeah, it's been so long since I've even seen him. And yeah, I uh, think last LVO probably. Well, I don't know if he was at that. He must have been at last LVO. No, but he anyways, wasn't. I don't think he no, was. No, he wasn't. Okay. I think he wasn't was. I think he was. He was. Yeah, he wasn't at the last LVO because I. I'm sure we would have seen him. I don't remember seeing him at the last LVO. The only. I, uh, yeah, I don't think he was because yeah. yeah, he him and him and a group of his gaming group, of the 40k guys would go, uh, and run rickshaw in the 40k tournament there for. Yeah, yeah you know, they have fun there. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, you know, uh, I just, uh, I think we're gonna get wrap it up here or we're getting long in the tooth um it is a bit of a shorter episode for us normally because you know normally alex has a lot more planned and you know i well did you, did the... you want to talk a little bit i mean i know you mentioned it earlier yeah. I, I we don't have to take long but oh, we yeah. talk a little bit about how i approach building yeah. a little bit yeah, more competitive yeah, list, yeah, yeah. Say, a little bit stronger list yeah, no, you I know, know we what? We talked about that a little bit earlier. We did, we did. You're right, and I, that's yeah. my bad. I'm brain fart on my part. Yeah, I would love to talk about how you go, about, how you approach building your your lists, and how cool. you go about making them. And I want to use this term loosely, competitive, but just all around tough. You know, right? Tough. It, it, it doesn't matter what the list is. Everybody mm. can make a tough list, right? A mm. list that's good that utilizes the most out of that specific region. Yes. Right. So there's a couple of things I look at okay. uh, personally. First things I look at is I look at the meta, right? Who am I building the list to fight against? Mm. And I hope I don't insult too many people, mm -hmm. but I find that when I build my list, I don't look at, will I beat a space Marine Legion? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Some of the toughest armies out there, and we talked a little bit about this, are Custodes, mm -hmm. Mechanicum, mm -hmm. uh, Demons now, like the Corn mm -hmm. Demons, but I can't even like fit them in quite yet. Yeah. Um, but a lot of times it's like Custodes and Mechanicum, right? Yeah. So now, when you look at those two armies, what do you need? You need a lot of AP2. Yep. Uh, high strength AP2. Mm -hmm. um, when I say high strength, strength six or more, if possible. Yeah. Right? And then you want to be able to deal with armor. Right, both of them like custodes don't always run armor. Like they can no. run a lot of jet bikes. They can run a lot of. Uh, um, they don't necessarily need armor, but they do have the dreadnoughts, which are yep. really really tough and can output a lot of firepower. Right, yes, they and can, their yep. tanks are still tough to beat. Um, but Mechanicum can have a lot of armor. Right, you can have your knights, you can have the Peripheron. Um, mm -hmm. the, the vendors can be difficult. Not yes, a lot of people can. run them, um, but you also have those, you know, Castellax, yep. um, which are still. Like you might say three plus armor, but a lot of times when you're having high strength weapons, you're looking yeah, at yeah, they're two. toughness seven, right? That's right, yeah. So yeah. I mean, so, even... so when I look at that, I, I'm looking at things that are AP two, 
mm-hmm. and they can beat high toughness, right? Mm-hmm. Or high armor. So mm-hmm. once you actually accomplish those things, you find yourself that you're actually prepared for almost any legion yes. army out there, right? Yeah. And, and I, I, it's kind of like unfortunate to say because um, it's almost like when I built a list that's, that's tough, right? Mm-hmm. And competitive, as you call it, or whatever you want to say, it doesn't matter, yeah. tough. Yeah, tough right? list. Tough list. Um, I, I look to beat those two armies because unfortunately, if you can beat those two armies or come uh, close, yeah. then you probably will not have a lot of trouble with legions. And when mm-hmm. I say a lot of trouble with legions, that's not true. Because when you play another opponent that's really good and it's doing the same thing as you, you guys will have a really great game either yeah. way, right? Um, then the other thing that I look at is what are other players bringing? Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, right now, Haywire is huge. And I'm yes. not saying with the Legions. I'm saying with Mechanicum. Yeah. Right? And a lot of Legions, actually. A lot of Legion armies are starting to ally in Mechanicum because mm-hmm. it's super cheap. To ally in a character, 10 hoplites and a drill, mm-hmm. and 10 tech thralls, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you have literally an, uh, a unit that can wipe out a Spartan, right? Because yeah. a lot of the big meta was a Spartan, maybe a Death Star, yeah. a Charybdis with a Death Star, things like that, right? Yeah. So these are really cheap now. So then I look at, well, if I'm facing against that, what mm-hmm. would I do, right? Because if you look at Legion armies, what can they bring? To destroy heavy tanks, right? There's not, not a lot of things like you're looking at um, the, the the flyer, um, um, the lightning, the lightning. Thank you. Yeah. With the Kraken penetrators, yeah. and that's extremely good at uh, at destroying Spartans, which is mm-hmm. probably one of the toughest things in the front that you'll actually be able to face. Yeah. Right. Because with the 14 armor flare shield, it's mm-hmm. actually quite tough. Yes. Right. Um, or the Venator tank destroyer. Right. Yep. That can that can do some good damage because strength ten. Yes. Right? Yeah. They're they're uh, they're uh, they're an underutilized unit in the mechanicum in my opinion. Yep. Uh, no, sorry. I'm no, not, sorry. Uh, yeah, you're yeah, you're talking about the Scarab vendor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah again. Or, or like a squad of Meltas, right? So oh, yeah. Those are those are kind of the things that you might face against a Legion army, right? So all those things, kind of when you think about it, um, if you have a little bit of anti-air. It will help you against the lightning. Mm-hmm. Uh, good anti-air, right? You want something that has good 360, pro- pro- possibly, yeah. right? Um, You're looking missiles. for like a Dredero. Um, sure. Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're, um, or even flak missiles will do it, right? Yes. Because really, you don't need to destroy it. You just need to make it jink. Yeah. Right. So it's not. It's not. I think it's it not has firing. chaff launchers though, so a lot of players won't jink if you have missile weapons. Let me look check. I'm right. gonna check right now. Um, well, continue talking. Yep. Um, and, and then Meltas are easily diverted with like a big heavy unit with Armored Ceramic, right? So those are kind of the things that I, I look at. So then if I'm if I'm a Legion army, mm-hmm. right, and I want to build a, a very tough list, I would look at um, definitely getting a unit that can probably destroy tanks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, really quickly. Right, so if you have that one unit, one big armored unit um, that you're up against, you probably want something that can kill it reasonably quickly, right? Mm-hmm. Um, with yeah. support, because not a lot of times like one unit will do it. Uh, you want some support, right? And then you want to make sure that you shy away from units that are kind of like all ins, 
right? And it's really yeah. hard to say because I, I like running a Spartan myself. Yeah. But in a really, really like competitive setting, let's say, right? Mm. You don't find those do as well because the big oh. armies have answers to them. Yes, exactly. Right? Custodes have an answer to them. Mechanicum have an answer to it. And even a lot of Legion armies have answers to them. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of how I look at it. And then and then I look at the army strengths, right? Like irrelevant to what Legion you're fighting, mm. what strength does your army have, right? Raven Guard have their own strengths, right? Yeah. Uh, Legion have, you know, I, I know what those are, right? Yeah. Like they can, they're, they're flexible, right? Yeah, they're very flexible. I, that's right. I can pick on the goal what I want to do, right? I yeah. also tend to build elite armies with them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with Sons of Horus, I personally would probably build a list with uh, with Horus because he's mm-hmm. unreal, right? He alone gives you the ability to run a lot of elite troops. Yeah, He gives As... everything else outflank, mm-hmm. right? He's a, a great general. He can seize really good, right? Mm-hmm. And, and then when I start with him, then I'm like, okay, so what, what else would I want, right? And and people that play me like know that I love Primarchs. Yeah. And I love building armies around the Primarch strengths. Yeah. Yes. I look at the Primarch strengths. I'm like, okay, what does he do? What does he give to your army? Let's build an mm-hmm. army around that, right? Um, I mean, you can definitely build tons of really tough lists. And some of the toughest lists that I played didn't have a Primarch, actually. Yeah. White Scars, for example. Yeah, didn't have a Primarch. Karn is great, but like you can build an amazing list. That's mm-hmm. extremely tough to play against um, with White's cards without without Khan, right? Yeah. Jagatai. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of how I approach it. So I, I know that doesn't really give tons of specifics, but when I look at it, I, I look at, like I said, just to re- reiterate a couple of things, I look at who I'm fighting against. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, if you can deal with those toughest armies, you can deal with the other ones. Yeah. Again, looking at the general, right? Like you're still going to have really close, good games, irrelevant yep. of who you're fighting. <laughs> and then I look at what are you going to be facing? Avoid, try to avoid those units that are going to really hurt you, mm-hmm. right? And uh, play to your strengths. Definitely figure out what the army strength is mm-hmm. and then play to that, right? And a lot yeah, of times, 100%. Yeah, and a lot uh, of times the like fluff is also built into the strength of the army, right? So when yeah. you're trying to build up to the strength to the army, you're also building actually a fluffy list mm-hmm. a lot of times, right? Because that's that's how the game is meant. That's how the writers of the rules have decided yeah. to create those rules. So yes, yeah, yeah. No, you're you're 100 right. Like, um, a lot of a lot of the way the arm the way the armies are designed and the way the rules are written is to play towards strengths. Um, I mean. I can't really think of any one that doesn't like they all have their strengths. Um, And I think a competent player can take any of the legions. I'm only, I'm singling out the legions and not custodes or uh, mechanicum and make them a tough, well-rounded list. And I mean, that's the thing. I think what you're, you're saying is being able to take on mechanicum and, and custodes really makes it so you can take on you should be able to take on any legion um fairly well and keep it close and fun but i mean with that build in mind that sense that that sense of if i can face off against the custode i should be able to take on uh emperor's children Mm -hmm. i mean i think you're only you're only the only part where you might see 
falter in that is if you're playing against militia or you know where they have you know hundreds of guys on the board or just a, a wave of of uh humans you know mm. human cannon fodder on the board that might be where your your, your sticking point is but i mean how many times you're, are you you're seeing, right how many how many times are you seeing militia i mean i know there's a few guys at lvo uh zach being one of them he yeah, ran a yeah. pretty pretty awesome militia list um but i mean I played against him. Uh, he definitely, because I played against him with my sons of Horus, and uh, he almost took Horus down with just the sheer volume of firepower that he was bringing to the table. Like I, I, uh, I got pulled out of cover. Um, I, I didn't. I was killing a unit. I didn't want to kill the unit off completely because it was my turn. So if I killed them off completely, I was going to be standing out in the open. And he, he, I, I killed the unit off. Wasn't expecting that. And then I'm standing out in the open. Cause I think he had like, I think it was a 20 or 20 man squad or something like that. It was a, it was a blob squad that I didn't think I was going to make it through in one turn. And I would roll phenomenally and wiped out this squad left, leaving Horace and my just there and standing in the middle of the open and the firepower he dropped on me. It was brutal. And that's actually that game is what made me decide to design my Death Guard in the sense of overwhelming firepower and a lot of high AP firepower. I mean, I even took um, uh, notes from you because I know you're a big fan of the Volkite Cal Cauldrons. Mm -hmm. And I, I went with 10 of them in my Death Guard because I know the volume of fire they put out making people roll uh rolling those saves you're gonna they're gonna start failing just with the sheer volume and that's something i learned from you um because you're one of the few people that takes uh heavy support choice of volkai culverns you even put them on your bikes too don't you uh, my jet bikes yeah. yeah yeah i i automatically run a unit um in with my alpha legion i like mm -hmm. always 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 find a way to put them in yeah, I mean that's the, the and be, also they work really well with your alpha alpha legion because you can give them tank hunter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's 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 that thing, right? Like I, f I found that with Alpharius giving preferred enemy, and then me working a way to always give them tank hunter, mm -hmm. I find that those particular Volkites are just unreal, right? Because yeah. they can work, kill armor twelve or massacre infantry. Now it doesn't work for everybody because they're pretty mm -hmm. pricey, and with those benefits, they work. Right? Mm -hmm. But if you don't have those benefits, then you might consider them a little overpriced. Yeah. Right. But yeah, they are they are yeah, pricey really unit. But I mean, the 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 volume of firepower that they can they can bring out with the flag rate as well really makes them. I mean, are they gonna? I, I hate to do that whole. Are you know? Are they gonna get their points worth in in in, in killing? I mean, I, I think they're a fantastic unit. I don't really care if they're going to be putting out that 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 point to point, you know, um, point for point, pound for pound kind of thing. I mean, they're just a great unit and they're a lot of fun. And, you know, they don't see enough people taking them, in my opinion. I mean, they work really well for you, but I think a lot of people underestimate them overall because, I mean, I'm taking eight in my in my death guard and that's what? Death uh, bikes? No, uh, no, heavy support. Yeah, and even the heavy because, support ones are, are really good because they're not yeah. very expensive. 
Only no. 10 points a model more. Yeah. Right? For the Volkites. And, and uh, yeah. They're high they strength. They're, they're high strength. They're, they don't have high AP, but they have high strength, a lot of firepower, and um, they have to fly great. So those wounds are, you can get those wounds to, you know, carry over and cause even more yeah. wounds. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, the reason why I went with them in my death card is because with uh, the reaping, um, I can take heavy support troop tro troops as uh, troop choices. Yeah. So, and I, I mean, I, I kind of went with the, I went, I got uh, an eight man Volkite Culvern squad and it's just for their firepower. And then I got a 10 man, um, missile squad with flak missiles and i did check it i did look it up um xiphons have chaff launchers lightnings do not oh lightnings not and you can't buy them eh? nope no and it's an upgrade for the xiphon as well so i mean whenever i buy a xiphon i do put the chaff launchers on it even though i don't think i've ever had anyone bring it down with missile flak missiles you know what it's not only flak missiles the arcus that the the Sicarian oh, yeah, yeah, right. is that what it's called? Yeah, the Sicarian it has uh, yeah, it has technically missiles as well, right? Yeah, so uh, yeah, as long as I think as long as it has the missile um, description right. in it, 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 you can use the chaff launchers, and that's another great. That's a great tank. I mean, that definitely yeah, became uh, a heavy in the meta for a while there, um, and then they got targets on their back real quickly. Yeah, uh, mine doesn't everyone... really survive very long whenever I run it. So no, no, it it, it you it's on the table. It's it's got to be one of your higher target priorities. That's another thing. You're really good at target priority. You know what's going to be the biggest threat to your army, and you you have a you have a great way of uh, getting rid of those threats as early as possible in your games. Well, and that's very important, right? It is. Um, you you want to make sure that, and sometimes it's not the obvious, right? Sometimes it's not the thing that's coming at you. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes you got to sacrifice a turn or two. Pick, mm. pick the thing that's going to hurt your strength. Yeah. Right. And then if you can get rid of that really quick, then a lot of times, like even if you fall behind in the first couple of turns. Yeah. You know, and, and who knows what that might be, right? That might be that anti-air unit that you're shooting, like we're talking about the Arcus. That might be yeah. some troops for scoring that you're getting rid of his. It might be. It might be that big Spartan or Charybdis that's holding yeah. his, you know, uh, Death Star that's going to wipe you out. So you make them walk half the board, right? Yeah. Like you, you, you got to figure that out. Sometimes it's more obvious than other times. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, once you figure it out, figure well, out a way to get rid of it. Right. And I think, I think a lot of people have this a tendency to have tunnel vision and they see that Death Star. We all the... do. We all, we all yeah. have an issue, right? And you, you see that Death Star and you think that's your target priority, but, you know, maybe it's not, maybe you can, you know, skirt them around the board. Maybe you can keep your distance from them. You're, I've seen you do that to me several times. Um, and there's one thing that uh, somebody said once to me, and, and it was actually James. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, the more you can make your opponent make choices, so the more options you give your opponent. Yeah. To attack, the more choices you give him to make, the more likely he's going to make a mistake, mm -hmm. right? He or she, uh, but the more likely they are going to make a mistake, mm -hmm. right? So try to overwhelm your opponent with options, right? Mm -hmm. Give them as many options as possible. Give them 10 things to shoot at if, if you can, you know? So then that way, the more choices they have to make, the more likely yeah. they're going to make a mistake or, or choose oh, not the most optimal one. 
right? Yeah, so that's that's that always that's, kind of stuck with me because yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Um, because yeah, I mean, thinking about it, I mean, if you if the more options a player has to you know to make that, they're more likely they're going to choose the wrong one. You yeah. know, and, and I mean, the games are quick, right? Like you're playing, you usually are trying to get a game through in two hours. Yeah, you know, when when you're playing for fun, then you're just you know more casual. Fun. Let me rephrase yeah. that. But when you're playing more casual, then it's not as big a deal. But mm-hmm. usually at like a, a event setting, you only have so much time. So you want to make those decisions quickly because you want to get through that game. Yeah. Right? So so it makes a difference, right? It definitely makes a huge difference playing, you know, casually or playing at an event. Yes, right? exactly. Because so, I definitely but, find myself making mistakes at events too, right? A yeah, lot more you, than I because, do casually, right? Because, because you're you rushing, right? Time. Yeah. And not even rushing, but, you know, you're trying to move the game along. You don't have that 10 minutes so you can just sit back, grab a beer and yeah. think about your move, right? Well, I know, I know. In 40k, uh, they brought in chess clocks, haven't they? They have, yeah. And and that they found with some of the armies, they were because um, the army ranged so differently. Where some of yeah. the armies were actually slow playing people, right? Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get through more than three turns, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Actually, I mean, I haven't had that issue in 30k ever, to be honest. No, I don't think. I think only once they become close to time, and even then. Usually the organizer was pretty good and said, "Oh, just finish it up. It's it's not I, a big deal, right? Because it was like right before lunch." I did. I did have it happen to me. Um, I, I had it happen to me at LVO uh, 2019. Um, the gentleman I was playing against, we were both playing Thousand Sons, uh, and you heard me bitch about this quite a bit that day. Yes, yes. Um, he he didn't know his rules. He argued a lot, and it's unfortunate. And being that I had, I, we had played, I play tested the army so much that I knew my, my rules inside and out. Um, and I think we got to turn three and because we got to turn three, technically he was winning at that point, which pissed me off because like it was the, the, the turn, the round was over. We were moving on. Um, I was already frustrated from the game. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of bickering back and forth, which I, I mean, for me was, uh, it was really one of the first times I've ever been completely and utterly frustrated in a, in a event setting when it came to a game. Now I've seen it happen in other, in, in other events, not to me, but I remember uh, a guy I used to play with way back in the day. I remember, I think it was about fourth edition. He was playing steel legion, imperial guard and (laughs) he it was it was not tank heavy it was infantry heavy and he would move his guys and he was like oh no i don't like that and move it back and he would like he was basically told that he was not allowed to use it like in our community he was not allowed to use the steel legion anymore at events because it took him too long and people were not getting people were getting frustrated because the games were not finishing i remember there was one game he got to the end of turn two and that was it he he wow. he he overthought everything. He took too long to do his movement, and his the other player was furious. It's just not fun, right? It's like it's not point. fun, and I mean I, he wasn't doing it on purpose. He wasn't doing it to, um, he wasn't doing it to, to win, and he wasn't doing it on like to make his opponent angry. He just that's the way he played. And I mean I had been playing with playing with him for, I started playing the game with him and. So I knew, I expected it. And, you know, I, I knew how to, you know, 
hurry him along and I point out like, let's get this moving. Let's do this, you know, because I had known him for years at this point. So I knew how I could, you know, basically get him to focus and just get him to like make those moves. But he, he was one of those players that if he was rushed or pressured, he would start making the mistakes. And that's why he was so adamant about taking his time and thinking everything through. And, and he knew that if he was rushed, that he was most likely going to make a pretty big mistake. And it, it, it was, it was a double-edged sword with him. And I mean, it, it, we all make mistakes under quote unquote pressure situations. I mean, it's a game we're trying to win. We want to win, you know, and I think that's, I think, I think that it comes back to the tunnel vision and, and whatnot. That's, you know, I mean, in a more casual setting, that's where, that's when the games can be a lot, not, not more fun, but there's not that, that pressure, that time restraints that can, yeah, for, for sure, for sure. That can, right. that and can be difficult for some people. A, a beer I mean, always helps. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we've had, we've had several games and I think, I think some of our, uh, we've had some of our fun. I think funnest games were when we were just. It was just a casual, fun game, like not in the competitive, um, not yeah, competitive or events, you know, or or uh, event, um, setting. Uh, I I prefer to have the, those casual games over event settings. I do enjoy the event settings. Don't get me wrong, uh, but the casual games are where that's where you you learn more about your opponent. That's where you, that's where you learn more about their army. That's where mistakes can be made, but you learn from them. You're not rushed. You're not rushed or time constraints. I don't know. I I just, I like playing the game and all games are fun. Sometimes the player, your opponent isn't the funnest person to play against. It happens. So true. True. But uh, we are, we are coming up to that two hour mark and it's been a great having you on. Um, I'm just going to do some quick shout outs here. I just want to thank Mike for sending in his listener list. Uh, you can find him on Instagram at geeky Mike TN. Uh, also check out their podcast. Uh, but sir, that's heresy. It's on Podbean. It's on Apple podcasts on Google, Google podcast. Um, you can find them on Instagram and Facebook, uh, as well. Um, check out their, uh, music city heresy on instagram and facebook they have their event like i said going on august 20th to the 22nd the space is limited i think it's i think it's 20 players that's why i think mike said it was um they got a great great sponsorship they got a lot of great they got pop goes the monkey they've got uh drop top they've got um frontline gaming is helping them out uh i'm, I'm forgetting some i know i am they've got They've got a lot of great sponsors. Uh, Turbo Dork, um, Chrome Tech as well. Apparently, uh, that just got added an hour ago. So they've got some really great. They got some really great support for this event. Um, I'm a little jealous. Uh, I also want to um, give a shout out to Miles as always at Little Legends Studio. You can find him on Instagram, Facebook, and his Patreon, of course. Um, Check us out at the DAB podcast on Instagram and DAB podcast on Facebook, YouTube. Uh, email us at deathandbetrayal at gmail.com. Find myself at Craig or the Barbarian. Um, all links will be in the description. Uh, anything you want to add, Armin, before we close this out? 
I don't think so. Um, I know you're not. I know you're not much of a social media guy, so no, no, I'm not. <laughs> but if people ever want to reach out to me, feel free. Um, my Facebook. I mean, you can put my Facebook link down there. I, I have lots of people from the events. I don't mm-hmm. post tons, but I know. No. Uh, I, I I know I still keep in touch with lots of the guys that played against the LVO. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. If I ever travel, I usually reach out to them, ask what's best in that particular area, and who knows, depending on the time, like. Sometimes even try to get in a game. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So feel free to put my uh, put my Facebook up. I will. I will. People I can will feel free to uh, reach out to me if they want. Yeah, I will add you to the to the uh, description and we'll get your Facebook. I mean, Army, I do Instagram great... too, but like I don't really post anything. You on don't Instagram, post anything so. on it. So yeah. I'm not. I was. I I, I could <laughs> add it, but I mean, at the end of the day, you you don't really post anything, and and you've never been much of the much of a uh, social media guy. Um, cool. But I, I want to say thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for being a great uh, co-host uh, while Alex is moving. Uh, I would love to have you on again. Um, sure. You know, you you got you got so much wealth. You got such a wealth of knowledge behind you, and I like, you know, I I can't wait to play games against you again. I know we had talked about playing word bearers against death guard hopefully now that covid restrictions are starting to get lifted maybe we can make that game actually happen yeah it was it was i actually it, that game did push me to get my death guard painted fully painted like as of right now i have three thousand points of fully painted death guard and it was just because i was like i'm playing against armin he has a fully painted uh word bearers i gotta make sure my death guard i'm not bringing any gray models no primer this is going to be done 100%. So, I mean, I, like I said, like games and tournaments and events push me to get my stuff done. Yep. Hence why I haven't gotten any stuff done because <laughs> no, no events have been happening. So, but yeah, I mean, thanks for coming on. Um, we'll definitely, me. we'll definitely have you on again. Um, and yeah, you know what guys take care. Fucking thing sucks. We'll do it live.